0: the creators who brought you Paul's Drag Race, the million-dollar listing, this is World of Wonders' WOW Report, things that make us go wow.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the WOW Report, where we count down the top 10 topics that made us go wow. I'm Fendon Bailey. It's, I'm glad to be back. Our co-founder of World of Wonder, joyfully reunited with our Chief Creative Officer, Tom Campbell.
2: Hello, hello, hello.
1: Yeah. And uh, editor of the WoW Report, James and James. Hello! <laughs> All right, let's do it. Number 10. I can't wait to hear
2: about this. Number 10. <laughs> I want to talk about monkeypox. Not because I know anything. I, this is not a public service announcement. This is not a, a... I am truly curious. I want our collective minds here to help me understand what's going on. Just a little bit. First of all I have to I just have to get my bad pun out of the way so I can I can actually think which is I don't have monkey pox I have chunky pox <laughs> and, that, and that keeps me away I think that makes me say how long me. did it come up how long did it take you to come up with that one? It, when I woke up this morning it was the first thing I thought of I you got some funky pox is what you got <laughs> <laughs> making like um I do like there's a couple things going on I want to talk about the stigma. I want to talk about the rollout of the vaccination again, not from a from a layman's point of view, and also the history. I think so much of this is PTSD um, to the AIDS crisis and the and the lack of response. It feels slightly different, but thank God, we not thank God, but we have that whether we like it or not. We have that experience and we have that activation. Um, I'll be done in one second. I'm sorry. And, but I, I, it's interesting. And this is very personal and very, who cares? But like in the height of the AIDS epidemic, you couldn't have told you people told, it's just your, it's just, just curb your sexual appetite, which I found at the time impossible. Now that I have chunky pops, I'm an old man. It's easier for me if I'm not careful to be like, Oh, just be, just change your sexual behavior. It's really hard. um, and unnatural James, you're, you're dying to say something. I don't want to keep it inside.
3: Um, You're absolutely right that it is giving you PTSD on so many levels, because not only did you hear in the beginning of AIDS that it's just gay men, it's just gay men, and that's it. Until it wasn't just gay men. And by then it was too late. Now with COVID, you had the same thing where it's just old people. It's just old people and people with comorbidities. And that's it. And nobody else has to worry until it wasn't, until it was too late for that. And it's like, when will we ever learn to stop stigmatizing one certain group of people saying that they're the only ones that are going to get it? Because they aren't. And by the time monkeypox started spreading around, and then the same thing was happening with COVID was it's just one person. It's just one person. It's just 15 people. It's just 100 people. It's just 1,000 people. And then by the time it was 100,000, it was too late. And the same thing is it's just one person with monkeypox in America. It's just 20 people in New York. It's just 100 people across you know 27 states. And you just keep hearing the same things, and we never seem to learn anything from these pandemics or, or whatever.
1: Well, you would have thought just after this epic, or as we're yes. still going through this epic pandemic, lessons would have been learned and applied. But it nope. seems not. People nope. are having a hard time getting tested. They're getting a hard time getting yep. vaccinated. They're having a hard time getting the drugs. It sounds and, extra- and it sounds like it's much more nasty and painful than has previously been advertised. Yes. Twice.
3: And and the fact is is that it just we're stigmatizing it's just the promiscuous gays who are out there getting it and, or the bisexuals or you know what the trans what it, but it's it's not and it's not going to be that in in about a, a month
1: it's so sort of Did you do you remember that film Cafe Flash, James yeah where after the sort of nuclear holocaust. Only one percent of people can still have sex without getting violently sick, so everybody goes to Cafe Flesh, where they watch the few people who can have sex have sex. It creates sort of a sort of voyeuristic society of longing, because you know, I think at this point the only thing to do is become a monk or a nun or or some sort of, um,
2: or a sponsor of the OnlyFans arts. You got, there you go that's
1: it it's like it's a great time for pornography <laughs> right
0: yeah okay yeah. well
2: i mean blake you're out there you're out there in the field what 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 what, what, are, what are you hearing about monkeypox and, and do you find behavior changing do you find are your friends getting or are you getting the vaccination what's going on
0: well i was gonna say i um have been researching the monkeypox vaccine and it hasn't been really available due to a shortage is what they've said, but I stopped by a place on Melrose the other day, just because I was right by it, like a health center. And I asked, you know, I was like, I'm here to, you know, inquire about it. And right there, she said that the rules are changing every day. So keep checking. But right now, and that day they had just released more. And right now there's like three qualifications. One is if you've had gonorrhea or syphilis in the past year. Another is if you're on prep.
3: Right, right. And
0: then the last one is if you've been to a sex party or had multiple sexual partners recently.
3: Right. But that's so, that's the one that's going to get people right there. But I think, Tom, you and I uh, have, a, 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 we were given the smallpox vaccine as children. They stopped in 1973. I don't know how what it happened in in UK, but I think that there is some protection for people who have the smallpox. Spectrum. My doctor said it's not.
2: It, there's been testing separately that the vaccination that we all got as kids against smallpox can last up to 80 years. Yeah, so they haven't done direct correlation tests. Are they- I'm going
1: to leave right now and go have myself a good time?
2: Uh, <laughs> quick out, you Fenton! Always looking for a quick out. <laughs> Anyway, every, let's take this seriously. Let's not take it yeah. and 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 we'll, you know, this isn't your medical information place. I hope, but you know, stay tuned. No. to find out uh, where where to get. But back. Yes, but definitely yeah.
3: don't don't laugh it off and take it as seriously as as we
2: did. You know, as you did for everything else. There was one, one mean tweet I read that someone was snapped back really well. It was basically like you know, a bunch of gay guys with 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 uh, face mask waiting in line to get monkey packs vaccination and they were sexually shaming them like which you can only get by like you know having sex with strangers it's like that's actually really responsible behavior to have your mask on in a line of people to get a vaccination against a disease that you don't want to you know possibly get or spread anyway right
1: very well said all right let's move on to number nine
3: number nine number nine uh, a couple uh rest in pieces um i wanted to talk about the first was it's sort of a little problematic it's sort of hard to to come out and say rest in peace ivana trump because so many people have so many horrible things to say about her um i wrote a tweet in which i had said um you know she was sort of a nutty glamazon in my mind that she you know had terrible tastes in husbands her children were monsters, but if you were around in New York in the 80s, she had a certain allure about her. She had a certain glamour that was pretty undeniable, and that she and Donald, no matter how, how horrible you thought they were, they were still the biggest power couple New York had ever seen. And when you saw them at parties, you did gasp. And I many, many times I spoke to her and she always would come over and say something funny. And, you know, she'd clink your martini glasses together. And she loved the club kids. She loved drag queens. Whenever she saw a kook at at a party, she would come over and just plop down and start talking to them. And that speaks a lot to me. So I sort of felt... I I was a little conflicted because yes, you know, what became of the Trumps is, is something, you know, historical, but by the same token, I didn't have really bad feelings for it. So rest in power, Ivana. The other one was Clay's Oldenburg, the pop artist
1: who um, was 93. I had no idea he was still around. Uh, no, nor me, and and Naria mention of his departing. I mean, it's just been all Ivana, Ivana, Ivana. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, the New York Times did give a really great obituary in which they were talking about how you know his he's famous for his sculpting, uh, these giant, enormous, soft colossal, things. soft, soft fabric. Yeah of cheeseburgers and pastries and and everyday found objects that predated Warhol's soup cans and he was you know along with Lichtenstein Oldenburg and Warhol they were the three titular you know triumvirate of pop art and uh he's sort of gotten a little bit lost i think in history you know we still yeah.
1: Lichtenstein well, Synerga- honey, Warhol cleaned up like you know outwit outlast out, wit, out, lost, out- out, survive, or whatever that expression is,
3: and yet, whenever you see an Oldenburg, it always gives you that same warm, fuzzy, funny feeling that, that a, a Warhol or a
1: Lichtenstein
3: does. And you know, it's an Oldenburg,
1: you know, it's an Oldenburg, yes, because it's
3: yeah, so. It so
1: easy in the pop art days, you just did one thing and just repeat, rinse and repeat. I'm not being Negatron, I was just like, I'm gonna make soft sculptures. That's it. Well, the, is, well, in the later
3: years, he did do, like, there's a giant, like, um, 100-foot shuttlecock that's in front of, like, the uh, Washington Post. I mean, he does these giant, giant, giant pieces now of metal sculptures of everyday objects, of an apple core that's in front of the UN or something. Uh, hmm. Interesting stuff. So yeah.
2: if you get a chance, Google some Clay Zoldenberg and and rest right. in peace. Well, maybe Baz Luhrmann will make a biopic of his life. And, 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 and reignite interest in his career. There you that. go, there you go. Number eight.
1: Number eight. Went to New York on vacation for a week. Little Elliot, who's seven, was his first long flight, first time in New York. Oh. And we also took him to his first theater show. Oh, wow! So we went to see Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, fun! Yeah, you know, based on the Roger Corman film uh,
2: that then became a musical in, like, 82. Remember...
1: Seymour.
2: Is that a for a seven-year-old or is that brutal for a seven-year-old?
1: Well, it was an interesting choice, I suppose, really. But it was interesting for reasons that we hadn't anticipated. He loved it because Elliot loves horror and gore. He just loves zombies and brain-eating. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a sort of... he's. <laughs> I don't know about this child sometimes. So anyway, he, he was fine with that. But what happened was, so there we were sitting there eating our popcorn, and the couple in front was a guy and a woman, and they just seemed a little odd, just a little weird. And so suddenly at one point, like three songs in, she just projectile vomits all over the people in front of her. (laughs) Little shop of horrors for real. And so the people in front, a guy and a girl, get up and stumble out, and they say, you just vomited on my date. Oh. The woman who vomited gets up and, in trying to get out, falls over and then trips on the stairs. And there's more <laughs> vomit. And literally, we are all sitting right there. They were right in front of us, and it was just really terrible. Thank goodness we were wearing our masks. It sort of felt like we were somewhat protected. But this is the work that the show went on because we were in the guards all the way in the back. <laughs> the worst bit is the woman in front of the woman who'd been puked on just started reaching back with her hand and felt that she'd been puked on. So she oh. got out a napkin and just brushed it off. Oh. Like it remained. <laughs> and then the couple next to them, adjacent to them, uh, the the guy got out his cell phone, turned on the flashlight to sort of see what was going on. Was vomit all down her trousers. Just oh, and I was like, I'm not good around vomiting people or vomit. I it starts <laughs> sets me off. Like, and but the, the the sort of Usher kept on appearing and like trying to spritz it away. And it was it was. Just, and then he he put a little bit of tape over the empty seats, so like as if anyone was going to sit there. <laughs> and then in the intermission, so the intermission comes, and we're all like. it's it's it's, we're all chatting about this and the 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 manager comes up and says um good news uh she's not sick she doesn't have ebola or covid and i was like "Mm, okay okay." she 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 was just really drunk and she wants to come back for the second half and we're like no no (laughs) absolutely not i was like are you insane like it's like no, <laughs> like,
3: oh, it's like going to the theater with the club kids. I'm just having I'm having PTSD. Oh, you have some it. Do you
1: have some projectile vomit stories to share? Uh, I
3: have many projectile vomit stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: but some, how was
1: Elliot? Did Elliot ultimately Elliot enjoyed the show though? He did, and he kind of he was so taken with what was happening on stage. This whole drama didn't really, you know register. Register with him. <laughs> yes.
3: That's nice. Oh good. And but what was a, the show? Was it a good show? Was the was the was the you see more
0: the, yeah, the plan?
1: Yeah, it is a good show. It is a good show.
0: It's yeah, the best. I mean, think, it's the what? best vom-com on Broadway. Oh, oh. oh. oh.
1: play, take it away. That I love that. Can't.
0: I saw this production with a
2: different cast when it first opened, and I love Little Shop of Horrors, love, love, love. Yeah, of course. I mean, the songs
3: just—they stand up; they really do, and it is a foolproof musical.
1: Let's take a break. Uh, Blake, do you have a question? Oh, uh, Blake, have you got a plug and a question?
0: I do have a plug. Um, Drag Race Philippines has just been announced. Premieres August seventeenth on Wow Presents Plus. That's worldwide, excluding Canada, where it will be on Crave. And Jiggly Caliente has just been announced as a host, our very own. So tune in. Get your uh, subscription to Wow Presents Plus at (laughs) wowpresentsplus.com. That's it. (laughs) And I do have a question. Uh, It may not be Pride Month anymore, but we're still deep in Pride season and some of you probably know this, but lots of people don't. Which of the Golden Girls had a gay brother?
1: All right, we'll have the answer for you right after the break. You're listening to The Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders' Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to The Wow Report.
0: I'm Fenton here with Tom and James and Blake. Yep, I had a question Um it's still Pride season, even though it's not Pride month. Many of you may know this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Which of the Golden Girls had a gay brother? Why? Well, remember the episode like it was yesterday because she had
3: such a hard time with it. And you had a hard time believing she would have a hard time with it. It was very weird. It's um, one, two, three.
0: Blanche. Blanche,
3: Blanche
1: Devereaux. Yeah. Oh, you see, I thought you meant gay brother in real life.
3: Oh, Loretta, no, 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 Blanche. Remember
1: the episode where she, where the, the brother
3: came and she was having such a hard. He introduced his uh, his fiance's lover, and she was like, <sighs>
1: "Yeah, yeah. yeah." Seems
0: like yesterday. Streaming on Hulu, by the way. I still watch it a lot mm-hmm. at night. I think it's also on logo. It's kind of like it's, well,
3: it's like, also on um I think TNT is the one right above Murder She Wrote, because you can go back and forth between Murder She Wrote and Golden well, Girl. They're every episode every
1: night.
0: Every episode is streaming on Hulu, so nice. Awesome.
1: We are counting down the top ten things that made us go, wow, and we've reached number seven.
2: Number seven. Well, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the trailer to RuPaul's secret celebrity drag race off this week. And the reaction has been huge. James, did you see it? I have not, so please describe it for me. Oh, I'm can't wait for you to see it. It's just, it's a whole new set. Obviously I, I can't tell too much. And all of the contestants, it's 11, nine celebrities from different walks of life agree to walk away from their famous celebrity personas to fully embrace the miracle of drag. And they compete weekly for charity as drag queens and huge production numbers, like lip sync battle, kiss my brits. <laughs> and RuPaul is there in full fabulous drag. We have Michelle, Ross, and Carson. There's a big audience. And the stage is this, it's a brand new stage and it's this beautiful kind of, like, if, if a proscenium post-earthquake. It's very crooked. I love that. It feels very, like, Titanic, but not, I mean, like, just wah, just, wah, wah,
3: wah. No, it's distinctive.
2: No one's really uh, seen it yet. And it is, we've done a Celebrity Drag Race and Secret Celebrity Drag Race before, in, in which times we did it more like an episode of Drag Race where, um, you know it, uh, it it's the same thing and people walk in the room they're transformed sort of one-offs. This is much more in the vein of a dancing with the stars or you know where each person is it starts on the stage it ends on the stage it's performance heavy and there's background packages that set up each of the packages but it was a blast to make it's been in the can for a few months, not not, not many and it's coming to Vh1. Hmm. August, okay. I want to say 12th, but Blake's going to check that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how people take to it. I'm, I'm a weirdo because I work on it. And we obviously know people know and love the different drag races and all-stars and all that kind of stuff. And this is is um, sort of takes to the next level. The network wanted to sort of do something different and kind of encourage us to think bigger and to do something different. And so we did.
1: Tom, I have a key question: Who are the
2: celebrities on Secret Celebrity Drag Race?
0: It's a secret. Uh, they
2: don't get uh, revealed who the celebrities are until they're eliminated. Oh, no, it, that's it's like the
0: it's like the Masked Singer in that respect. It is
2: a little bit, and we're going to see how that plays because, as RuPaul says in the promo and on the show and in real life, drag doesn't change who you are; it reveals who you are. So, I, I don't. We're, we're just not paying attention to the celebrity or paying attention to the drag queen. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, um, again, it's, it's something new. And, and even though some people have uh complained about too much drag race, this has been such an opportunity for us as a company and as people to do different things, whether it's the Christmas movie or this, you know, it's just from a, from that point of view, and from the visibility of queer people, it's exciting to take a chance. You, you know, you never know, What's going to be huge? I, I love this show and loved making it and loved watching the episodes. So I, I'm kind of, it's the first time in a long time that it's like, but are people going to like it? Is it going to be a hit? Like, what's going to happen? You know?
1: So well, that that's kind of exciting because August 12th is the premiere of RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race, which how many is on the one But it's also for our international listeners, over whom I know there are legions.
2: Uh, it's going to be on WoW Presents Plus as well. Um, and, so and good how good. many episodes are there? Eight episodes. Okay, great.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't have
2: to mortgage your whole life. You don't have to, you know, cancel plans with friends. You're going to sneak that into your life change. It's just, sure. You watch eight episodes. You, you watch eight hours and two hours. I, know you're I can totally do it. Definitely.
0: So it's, right. on, it's on WoW Presents Plus Worldwide and on VH1 here in the States and on Crave in Canada.
1: Awesome. Thank,
0: Thank you. you. Let's
1: carry on with the countdown. Things that made us go well. Number six.
2: Number six.
3: I watched on Turner Classic Movies two very disturbing movies that could never be made today and it's just mind-blowing, these two movies. I hadn't revisited them in a long time. The first was Belle de Jour, 1967. Catherine Deneuve uh, made by Louis Bunuel, who is the great surrealist director and um, she plays a frigid housewife who uh decides to become a prostitute during the daytime while her husband is at work. Just out of the blue, she just sort of decides I'm going to become a prostitute, and she joins she goes to a brothel, and every afternoon she has uh John after John after John come and visit her. And um Deneuve has never been more beautiful. And more inscrutable. There's just this blank face that men can project all their fantasies onto. And it just gets sicker and sicker and sicker as it goes along. And her fantasies sort of blend into reality. And you don't know what's real and what's her fantasy anymore. And by the end, it's just this sort of confusing psychosexual mess. And it's absolutely fascinating. This big star of the movie, though, is that this is around the time that um, uh, uh, Audrey Hepburn was collaborating with Givenchy in all of her movies, and Deneuve decides that she's going to be collaborating with Yves Saint Laurent. And so we have all of these fabulous 1967 Yves Saint Laurent outfits that just are steal the show. And it's hard to do, take it away from Louis Bunuel and Catherine Deneuve, but it's fabulous. Do you remember this, Fenton? Have you seen I this? Do. I do.
1: And leave it to the French to make a lovely, pervy movie. You know, it is it's lovely. so good
3: at it. It know? is so gorgeous to look at. And her fantasies, where she's being raped by the revolutionary soldiers, or the I mean, it's just creepy and crazy. And it could never be made today. The other one that I know we've talked about before is Death in Venice, where you have Dirk Beauregard directed by Visconti, which right there is, I mean, it doesn't get better than Visconti. And it's Dirk Borgard is an aging um, uh, composer and he goes to Venice and he sees a young boy on the beach, 14, 15 years old, and he becomes obsessed with him, and he starts stalking him. And pervy, 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 creepy, 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 but beautifully shot unbelievably beautifully shot the boy is um uh what is his name bjorn Anderson. anderson and he is was touted as the most beautiful boy on the planet and that's how they sort of sold him to the audiences and the boy they never speak they never talk throughout the entire movie but The boy looks at him and smiles at him and bats his eyelashes and sort of walks past him, saunters past him. And you don't know whether he knows what he's doing and he's trying to drive the old man crazy or if he's just he's sort of in the in the composer's mind. He is just the epitome, uh, the embodiment of youth and beauty and blossoming sexuality and it could never be made today. You could never, ever, ever do this. Yes, Fenton?
1: Have you seen, and I have not, The Most Beautiful Boy in the World, which is a documentary about Bjorn Anderson's life well it's funny you should say that because we spent a whole topic speaking about it a couple weeks ago a
3: couple months ago and i don't know where you were in your mind cuz i was away i was away no no you were here and we talked about it with you um but yes it is a documentary that's out there the most beautiful boy in the world and it is interesting because it really screwed with this young actor's mind to to be to have that uh, gay fixation and the of around him when he
1: was such a young boy coming into his own. And I think it's hard to make a film today that is so open ended and that where you, I think the whole process is like, what's who are we sympathizing with? What's the narrative arc? Like all that stuff gets all that possibilities get squeezed out of. Like you got to ex- exactly what it's doing, what it yeah. means, what it's saying, what the point of it is.
3: And you have to have this beat here, this beat here, this beat here, and if you don't, yeah. Um, other, I also wanted to say that, that Marissa Berenson is in it and she's absolutely fantastic that the great actress uh, Italian actress Silvana Magana I think is her name absolutely stunning and it's just you know veils in the wind blowing in the wind and everybody in their Edwardian outfits traipsing along the beach it's just fantastic
1: and there's a there's a touch of cholera too isn't there like a, a yeah, plague, and, and, plague. And,
2: spoil <laughs> alert he dies oh, <laughs> I, wasn't gonna... I, I love like yeah, I love movie. They should change the title to A Touch of Cholera. I really like (laughs) that. That's the
1: sequel. We're going to work on that. Moving on to number five.
0: Number five.
1: MJ. Have you seen MJ? And I won't. I'm morally
2: ambiguous about it. Yeah, I find this
1: distasteful. Oh, my God. Stop. You have to see it. It is spectacular. I'm sorry. It is. Don't don't eye roll at me. For the first... For for the listeners out there, I have been (laughs) (laughs) eye-rolling. It tells the story of the Dangerous Tour, which was, of course, the tour before the scandal, or rather the third leg in Bangkok kind of got derailed by the Geordie Chandler scandal and the accusations of all that. And needless to say, this is not about that. It's about planning this tour, devising this tour, staging this tour. It is unbelievably good. The music is fantastic, of course. You know, whatever we feel about Michael Jackson, the music is undeniable genius. And the dancing and the singing and the performances are incredible. And what they also do quite cleverly is weave in his entire backstory and childhood career story while putting together The Dangerous Tour. I I went with very low expectations and mixed feelings. And I have to say, only a misanthrope, which I am, but even a worse misanthrope, if there is such a thing, could not like this. It's so great. And there is a point at which, when they do Thriller, it is so visually stunning and shocking and amazing. And the dancing is like nothing you have ever seen before. It's I, I, it's Baz Luhrmann on crack it, it's absolutely incredible
2: it really is really really is, what's, now, wild. is- mm. what's interesting is having watched the Tonys this year did you guys watch the Tonys they did a they did Dirty Diana or something from they did a piece from that and it did not convey what you're saying it, it I'm not being mean it just it did not it was not the billboard you just gave it was well choreographed and interesting but it wasn't it didn't. It's too bad they didn't do the by the
3: same token, what I did get on the um on the Tonys was how r- the verisimilitude, the, how realistic he was that the actor who plays Michael Jackson was, he is. Yeah. He oh,
1: was. he Miles Frost. He is unbelievable, and the, even the voice. I mean, you you. It, it, there are moments where you think you're watching Michael Jackson, and there are moments also, I dare say, where actually you feel the dancing. Uh, exceeds. Michael Jackson's I, I really do
3: the The thing is that I mean there have been over the years there have been like Evita about you know a horrible woman and you make this fabulous I love Evita no no I, I know but you aren't supposed to love Evita you aren't I, supposed to love the woman but right. they make this fabulous um musical about her like Sweeney Todd or something like that where you know it's about horrible people but it's still a fabulous musical um I don't know that we should be celebrating michael jackson just yet i don't think i think you need 50 years time or 100 years time before we can go back and separate the art from the artist
1: i'm not i'm not gonna be around in 50 years or 100 years time and i'm so glad i saw this my life is a little bit better for it Hmm. and i think that i i just don't think you can condemn the 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 i i know this is a hot debate but i do not see how you can not listen and admire and enjoy the music and the artistry. Well, that, that's songs. what I'm saying, and and there is no problem with, um, like Picasso.
3: Uh it's been a hundred years, and you know you can separate the art from the artist
2: at this point. Picasso was a horrible person. <laughs> Wagner didn't person. go away during the hundred years he's been dead. What? So I mean, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's always very confusing, but we do live in a world that's about money. We. It's interesting that Elvis. The movie is a worldwide hit, icon, icon of entertainment. But it has
3: and been fifty years. On, really. It has been almost fifty years since he died, and you can you can yeah. go back to some. And Rowe, who has
2: no slights against her, but they're talking about the bombshell things coming out. I don't know. It's it's a uh,
1: yeah. I I you know I, I guess I will always think that people have the right to tell stories, and the the day you can't tell stories is that's right. when we're really in trouble. And you can Mm. choose whether to go or not to go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't go. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) All right. Watch Canada's Drag Race Season 3, Thursday, 6 p.m., 9 p.m. on Wow Presents Plus, worldwide, excluding Canada, where it's on in Crave. Um, It's a really good season, guys. And we'll take a quick break. Blake, you got a question?
0: Yes. What country currently holds the record for the biggest prod parade ever? We'll have the answer right after the break.
1: You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report.
0: Things that make us go wow.
1: Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James, St. James and Tom Campbell and Blake
0: Jacobs. Hi. Um, I asked what country currently holds the record for the biggest pride parade ever? It's not the US.
3: I'm going to say Germany for some reason. Yeah. Amsterdam. Ah,
1: there you go. Australia. going to Australia. <laughs> it's Brazil. Uh,
3: oh, that does make sense, doesn't it? <laughs> they know how to they know how to parade, don't they? They know how to <laughs> walk down the street. So many thongs,
2: so little. Thongs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are getting down the top ten things that make us go, Wow, we've reached number four.
0: Number four.
2: I feel just when people dig up these tapes in a hundred years after we're we we're, we're, we're done being canceled, James. I think they'd want us to know our point of view on the the Benifer, the J Lo Ben Affleck marriage, which is epic. Even if though it feels like it feels like a reboot we didn't ask for, but, but God we,
3: bless it. So it's so nice to see you again, isn't it? It's like yes. it's, it's like having mom's homemade homemade cooking again. <laughs> yes,
2: I um, it, it's. Yeah, I, again, it's just who would have thunk it? You know, they got back together right after. I mean, everyone knows the the, the fact right after the she broke up with uh, is it Jay Raw A Rod, and uh, and it seemed like a rebound. But I guess these two crazy kids have always been there for each other. They um, and and times have changed. What was it seventeen years or more ago? And they said at the time could have been an excuse that they broke up because of the press coverage. Because and it wasn't that crazy Britney, that crazy time although I'll have to say that the interest in this story, a friend of mine just moved into a house on the same street as where Jennifer's living right now. And he said, oh, he walked me in my car and he goes, oh, she's not here today. Because usually their Beverly Hills street is lined with paparazzi that follow them everywhere they go. Um, but, and it's also kind of tacky and fascinating that they got married at the Little White Chapel in Las Vegas. I love that. Yes. And, and you know, and, and all the pictures we see are from Jennifer Lopez made an announcement on Instagram and then sent you to, like, jenniferlopez.com to become a member <laughs> to see the rest. So she, I guess, they're still being hounded, but now she has some, she's older and wiser and has some control know how Knows how to monetize that. Yeah, supposed mostly the only pictures taken were by their kids they each brought a child or something so it's kind of cute but it also got me googling and i i wanted to a lot of people for better or worse have been married a lot of celebrities at the little white chapel in vegas which it's has, john collins right yes i'll have a whole list but it has like um a, it has a gazebo it has the little white chapel it has what did i miss a joke no, I,
0: I phil think collins was... of all people that got married joan the... collins, oh, oh, collins. I yeah,
2: phil, uh, phil
3: collins was there <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, or you can have the elvis wedding where elvis sings to you in one or, or he actually officiates the sings, and you can sit in his cadillac ones where you just sit in the cadillac and ones where i guess they drive it through the tunnel of love so mm-hmm. these are all just things we should all pay attention to. but i'm just gonna list the things so yes absolutely joan collins um, James Conn, Britney has been married there. Sarah Michelle Geller has been married there. Um, Frank uh, Sinatra married Mia Farrow there. Bruce Willis married Demi Moore. Um, Didn't Courtney Kardashian just get married there? She had a fake wedding there. Yes, you're right. Thank you. Steve and Edie, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet got married yeah. and remarried there. Um, Patty Duke married her first and third husband there. Like, <laughs> um, George and Alana Hamilton uh ricky lake got married there it's just it's um I, I, would you ever get married in vegas yes well, definitely I'm,
1: I'm not getting married again in my life and um <laughs> I, here's the thing about them though i feel zero chemistry between them i, I have zero feelings for either of them like just well, but, but i have the, a feeling though zone, you have
3: but wouldn't you feel that if um, Brad and Jennifer got back together, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt got? Wouldn't you feel that same joy that many people feel about?
1: Um, I would, but I, I'm, I'm some why. Like it's a a, a sort of a, an emotional desert for me. I have no feelings about either of them. Been a little
2: shut down publicly, right? In the, for the past decade or so, we haven't really got a lot of.
3: Warm no, I meal. I remember being so. I remember having dinner with you and Randy at the do and it was the first time that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt um were on a date, and they walked in and sat at the table next to us, and we just we fell on the floor. We were yes, Brad Pitt,
2: Jennifer Aniston, yes. Do you know how Jennifer Lopez, whenever she's in public for anything like a book tour or a Glad Award, or the, she always is just done up in a new outfit, new dress, new makeup. Like, how do you make your wedding? Like, most women, it's like, this is the most special day of my life for the fifth time. I'm going to wear a dress I've never worn before. I only have my, how does she, when well, she had two dresses and stuff. But how like, do you,
3: How do you top that if you're Jennifer Anna, If you're Jennifer Lowe? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, you know what? We want everyone to be happy. Well, I want to do what Tom says. I don't care. <sighs> get to use your I don't care once every show. That's it, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's move on to number 3.
0: Number 3. Number
3: 3, I have a, a couple um stories that happened this week too, some pop um culture news. Uh the first was the Ricky Martin sex abuse thing which was so upsetting because uh you the, the news came out earlier this week that his um nephew had accused him of grooming him of sexually abusing him of of uh um
2: the I word,
3: yeah, yeah, stalking oh. him, incest, and um, took out a restraining order on him. And people were very quick on the social media to jump in with many Ricky Martin jokes. Uh, you know, she bangs, he bangs jokes, and La Vida Loca. He's living La too much, La Vida Loca, all that stuff. And the thing about Ricky is, you know, that he had such a rough childhood. And he himself was a victim of of so much abuse. And then he sort of rose above it all and has become such a role model for so many people. And it seems like one of the legitimately good people out there, one of the really, really nice, nice people. And so you didn't want it. And then this week, yesterday, it came out that the kid recanted his statement and that he said that um, he has some mental health issues and that it was all a lie. And so it's it's great to hear that that it, that Ricky is sort of being you know um vindicated but also a lot of times when people throw dirt it sticks on you whether you know no matter what you do and you just hope that Ricky it sort of rises above this and can do
1: okay Thursday night James he's at the was at the Hollywood Bowl
2: Oh Hollywood.
3: nice nice why well, I, I hope he gets a wonderful rousing succession
2: a rousing you know just ovation Everybody Sorry. just kind of wouldn't believe it. This just it didn't, yeah. it didn't make sense to them. It, it now, didn't make sense. And now, officially, Ricky's brother, who's the father, I think of the of the kid, has has said that the kid has problems, and the kid. So yeah. they, So it's it's been it's been taken back. Never, you know, uh, lo- those kind of uh, lies, like you said, uh, is they don't get taken back as loudly as they are. <laughs> exactly what is it you've said before you know lie
3: can go around the world a, a hundred times before the truth makes it to you know i think
1: it's before the truth has its pants on yeah. that's the truth before the truth has its think pants on. take this once a month
2: boniva but that's just me
3: <laughs> now the other big story that happened yesterday that just threw me for a loop just fantastic is the news that um that a russian ol- oligarchs super yacht had been seized in port and as they were going through the the yacht they discovered a fabergé egg that had hitherto never been seen before of course the fabergé eggs czar nicholas uh, commissioned 56 of them in his lifetime no 52 of them and 46 of them have been found so there are six missing egg. eggs that are still out there. And this might be one of them. They um the, the that's at a museum right now being authenticated and, and verified and everything. That
1: is So exciting. It, it is because I, more oligarch yachts to find more eggs. Yes,
3: exactly. So I, this to me is the greatest news of the century. I, you know, I mean, uh, Fabergé, Hey, I remember at the Forbes museum on fifth Avenue, they had a bunch of them there and I would go down uh, and look at them.
1: What? Were eggs a thing, like decorative eggs, like bejeweled eggs, like the fabric? Well, Were they part of a a whole sort of genre in the way that? Well, he, he, he had had egg- was-
3: <laughs> excellent, excellent, question. Um, he, Tsar uh, Nicholas, for his wife uh, Maria Fedorova, I think was her name. Um, he for her birthday, he commissioned one from Fabergé and it was bejeweled and, you know, it opened up and there was a little carriage inside and a little a little picture of them in it. Blah, blah, blah. And she loved it so much that every year for the rest of his life, he commissioned one for her birthday every year and one for Christmas and one for Easter. And then um, when he died, Tsar Alexander, I believe his son, continued. For the net until the Bolshevik Revolution came and got them. But they are just, at, each one is completely different and has little pictures
1: inside of it and little moving parts and robots and flowers. and. When I think of Fabergé, I think of Zoldi, Like the outfits he makes for real. I just think these sort of intricate, like just that sort of obsessive focus on a thing and just doing it again and again and again, but always making it different and reinventing it. Like... Yes.
3: I sort of think of um, Suzanne when She got married in The Giant Egg. Remember her egg uh, yes. wedding
1: dress? Yes. Lady Gaga. Remember Lady
2: Gaga coming coming out of the air? Yes. Yes. I would be remiss not to say it reminds me of the Joan Rivers classic jewelry collection because she used to have a lot of eggs that she would make that were inspired by the... the, Or the the Judith Lieber handbags. Oh, yes,
1: I love that. I I just for every now and then I'll go and look on the website and just scroll through macaroons and little champagne bottles and like someday uh, when i when i can afford it i'm going to collect judith you know what i want for christmas it's fine there you go there you go every year from now on all right (laughs) number two number two uh in new york did a little culture went to see some exhibitions an amazing exhibition basket king of pleasure you saw this how exciting We were so excited. We thought it was going to be completely sold out. So we bought the skip the line tickets and we'd show up and there was no one in line, <laughs> but that was fine. Cause this is the most amazing exhibition. Now it's put on by the family, the basket family, his two sisters in particular. And it's such, it's so great because it isn't a stuffy academic. It's a real family show. And they recreate the room where he grew up. They recreate his studio. Wait, don't they recreate the Michael Todd room as well? As they? usual, James. Oh, James. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Shooting my load. Oh, uh, my yeah. Cut it out. I'm going to work way through the on. On. I'm, I'm sorry. Probably, but I will fast forward because it's the only bit you're interested in. I totally get it. They have the picture that is, what, 40 feet long. Yes, that That was behind that was- the bar in the Michael Todd room at the Palladium. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, Billy, Nolan, Elliot, this is where daddy used to go. <laughs> because they couldn't give two tosses. And the only thing about this moment is that they sort of, the picture is so long and they sort of try to recreate the Michael Todd room and it, it's sort of more like an airport lounge. It doesn't feel, <laughs> you know, was well, a chandelier needed- with a, some plastic beads on it. And, but then there's they, this spectacular They needed to have picture. a hologram of Anita Sarko uh, uh, DJing. Yeah, exactly. And this picture must be worth, what, I mean, two, three, four, five hundred million four, 500 million, because it's so big. Um, and uh, But the other hilarious thing is so they're also showing pictures of New York nightlife, you know, as a sort of, because as, as, it's very much about his life and his style, where he went. And, and uh, there's this picture of Warhol and Basket here and here and here. And then there's this person right behind Warhol and Basket. Blow me down. It's Bernard Zett. Oh, <laughs> who's that? Who's that? This that. It- was the muse at area? He did all the installations behind oh. the windows. He would be Anne Frank. He would be Jackie oh, Kennedy. He did who, James Jetson, Lieutenant Uhura. Okay. Living tableaus, He did. But and I think
3: you're a- you're sort of blowing your 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 uh, your not going with the lead here, which is he is your uh designer interior been, designer.
1: He moved to LA and he became an interior designer. Yes. And he
3: designed he designed World of Wonders, fourth you know, the uh, each floor on World yeah. of
1: Wonders. He yeah. did Randy and Fenton's houses. He just did the guest house. Yes. And this wallpaper was Bernard this wall this is a Bernard interior. So um, That was very did he do exciting. The Palm
3: Springs house, I can't remember.
1: He did some of it, yeah. Nice. Um, But it was amazing to see that picture, and it was just, I, you just got such a feel for him, and it was just like it was just really, really
2: lovely. I've always heard you refer to him as Bernard, so I know who Bernard is. I didn't know, but when you add his last name, that's what threw me.
1: Right. Well, because he's he now goes by AJ Bernard, um, yeah. but at the time he was he was just known as Zet. Downtown Z-E-T-T-E. Um, but the exhibition is really fantastic. So uh tickets are on sale, I think, through oh well, that's the other interesting thing. It's not actually in a sort of art space, it's in this massive building on 26th Street. You know, they sort oh. of built the gallery in the building. It's it's really
3: I've also so. seen that there's the, the in the images from the nightlife that there's some Diane Brill pictures and some yeah, she's yeah, there. yeah and I'm sure of, James
1: yeah. in the pictures you can be I looked for you, but I didn't', oh, didn't spend too long looking and then, but I'm <laughs> sure you're there <laughs> let's take one more break um oh my gosh, is this a drag race uh tsunami drag race down under uh season two. Mm-hmm. Premiere's next Saturday, July 30th. on um, Wirepresents plus worldwide, excluding Canada, UK, and Down Under. It's an you know? excellent
2: season. I was there. I can vouch for it. You were there too, Fenton.
1: Yes, it is. It is excellent. um So, so you sign up, com. You can get Super Celebrity Drag Race, Secret Celebrity Drag Race. You can get drag race philippines and you can get drag race down under oh my gosh
0: and canada um, and france and are we, are we? that must be like
2: a must be like 20 dollars a month right $20. no tom it's only 4.99 that's less than the cost of a latte you're so right it is all right we'll be right
1: back after the break
0: you're listening to world of wonders wow report things that make us go wow
1: Welcome back to The Wow Report. Uh, Fenton here with Tom and James. We've been counting down the top 10 things that make us go wow, and we've reached number one. Number one. I just signed up today following this uh, Twitter account. I don't really post on Twitter much, but I do follow things. And uh, Celebrity Jets. Celebrity Jets is an automated Twitter site that tracks the journeys of celebrities in their jets. Oh uh lists how much how long the journey was from where to where how long the journey was, how much fuel they used, and how much um what are those fumes called that create global warming?
2: Um
0: carbon, uh, carbon carbon. offset, yeah, Yeah, carbon
1: emissions, how many tons of carbon emissions uh one of the Kardashians three-minute jet ride to get the dry cleaning created?
3: Yeah, it was it was Kylie and she took a 10 minute jet ride that would have been a 40 minute car ride and people were up in arms and then it all started tumbling out all the different celebrities that have been doing this who get on their planes and take seven minute rides 15 minute rides and they're the ones who are always lecturing us about our carbon footprints and about how to make the world a you know a better place and a greener place and blah 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 and the hypocrisy that is just i mean it's it's unbelievable
1: but oh no oh no you are not going to defend them are you i'm just gonna say you know do jets really create that much they create more pollution than most planes yes because there's fewer people on them yes got it but really in the scheme of things are they creating more greenhouse gases
3: I have a feeling the bigger picture is the hypocrisy of people trying to lecture you about living greener lives, like a Leonardo DiCaprio who is always doing that and then taking private jets. And it just feels icky and wrong. And 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 the fact is, is that you can take a four. What, What is the difference really between a 40 minute car ride And driving to the airport, getting on the plane, waiting on the road, having going. I'll tell you exactly what
1: it is. It's other people. That's the difference.
0: (laughs) Well, she also tweeted. The thing that we're not mentioning is she tweeted a picture of her and Travis Scott with both of their private jets. And it was like, are we taking mine or yours? So people are like,
3: it is. It's it's a little
0: icky, and it's a little you know. Let them eat cake, and it's a little bit of yes,
2: and 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 be angry, Kylie. But I hate to say, just a little happy note to the end of the show. We're all doomed because I think people don't want equality. All of us want privilege, and they have you know their money buys them private jets. Our money buys us X, Y, and Z. Somebody else's money buys, and there's no public policy. There's no generally you know who do you blame us or the corporations that keep us dependent on oil there's not to be a
3: line though there has to you have to draw a line in the sand when the when they start coming after the elites with their pitchforks and their torches there there there's a reason why some people are worse than others and some of this feels this is this is a line for me that this is a bridge too far i i'm sorry i i mean yes i will go and buy myself a nice little you know uh outfit or something like that but i'm not going to be doing i there's just a vulgarity involved in this that i think is disgusting
2: okay so i won't be inviting you on that private jet ride to new york no no
3: you don't and you don't have to i will happily drive 40 minutes as opposed to, I uh, seven,
2: to yeah no, i will by god
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i hear you i uh, know it's it, all close. i just think we're all guilty in some way and and uh Thank God, Mama, Mama, Chris uh, Jenner is out in the press saying, "I'm worried about how Kylie's spending her money. They're spending it like, you know, well, she spent a little too much. We have to rein her in a little bit, you know. No more. Maybe she'll have less Starbucks runs."
3: Well, when Mama Kardashian is the voice of reason in this argument, I mean, that's when we're all doomed, okay? Well,
1: there's a note to end on. I love it. I love it. So good to see you. Thank you, James. Thank you, Tom. And thank you, Blake. Love you both. And thank you for listening and watching maybe here on the YouTube channel, Wow Presents Plus. In the meantime, same time, same place next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go
0: wow. wow.